you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to the to the master plan. I'm your host Michael Filipkowski and I can finally say it's time for baseball season. Yes, everyone, the lockout is over and baseball is back. No more runners on second in extra innings, thank God. Although there are many Well, maybe maybe this will be ending soon. All I know is that Andrew Roberts, as always, as always, is joining me for the baseball preview. This is the AL edition, um, and we're going to start off, as we always do, talking about our favorite team, the New York, yeah, the Boston Red Sox. So, um, yeah, obviously. Let's start off with the East, Andrew, and we'll we'll each we'll give our picks for who's going to win the divisions, who our wild card teams are, maybe who on the bubble where they are. And uh, and then we'll do that in this episode. The next episode will be on the NL, um, and and then we'll be ready to go for baseball season. So, well, you guys will be. Um, without further ado, Andrew, start us off in the AL East. All right. So, as you said, let's start off with the Red Sox. I think the Trevor Story signing is definitely going to be a huge boost for this lineup. It's going to keep it. In its 2021 playoff form, Story will probably assume a similar role, at least in the lineup, to what Kyle Schwarber is doing, obviously, on the mm-hmm. field. He's going to be starting in a new position of second base. Right. I was not a huge fan of the Hunter-Renfro deal that happened before the lockout. They dealt away Renfro to the Brewers, got back Jackie Bradley Jr., good defensive outfielder, not a trust, not trusting of his bat so much, but... Yeah, the lineup overall, though, looks really strong once again, and that'll definitely take this Red Sox team into playoff contention. Now, the rotation, I'd say, looks all right as well. Chris mm-hmm. Sale's going to be missing a few weeks with an injury. Well, I mean, hey, he missed, like, most of last season, so yeah. we're already off to a better start than we were last year. So, everyone, yeah. everyone don't worry. I mean, listen, I think – the biggest thing that Red Sox did this offseason that I really liked is they went out, they got a couple left-handed pitchers for the bullpen, which I think is something that we desperately needed because last year it felt like every day we were bringing out a right-hander from the bullpen, right-hander from the bullpen. And now we have a little bit of diversity in the bullpen, which I think adds a lot to the offense. The guy I look to make the the guy I look at to make the biggest jump here in 2022, Bobby Dahlbeck, I think that He's had a real. He's had a. He's had a full season, right under his belt, um, of seeing MLB pitches. I think he's going to be a better defensive first baseman. 
And I think he's also going to be a better hitter. He's he's obviously he's got the power, so he makes great contact. Like that ball is going out of the park. Um, we just need him to do more of that. So I think he's going to make the biggest jump. Um, as you said, I expect Story to play second base. Bogarts will play uh, shortstop. Devers at third, um, which is a great infield. And our outfield is no you know no slouches as well. I think Verdugo is probably going to stay in. Um, what does he play? Left or right? right field. He's going right to stay in right field. I think Probably he... Jackie back to left where he started his career. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, I think Coral will probably play it depending on where the Red Sox are in the game. I mean, he'll move. I think Jackie's a much better... Like, he's a great defensive center fielder, but I think he's more needed in left field. And not yeah, to say that Kike... Not to say that Kike isn't great, but Jackie plays the triangle, I think, better than anyone else I've ever seen play center field up at, at Fenway Park. So I think in certain situations, I think Jackie will definitely be moved to center field. Um, and, you know, I know his bat isn't great, but I feel like when he plays under Cora, he plays so much better. So I look for him to have a nice bounce back season. Um, and I think Vasquez will start most of the games behind the plate. Um, at least that's what I expect. right? I mean, he was in, he was very good last year. So I believe, I, believe is back, but. I believe Pulecki is back too, and he'll probably catch most of what the Evaldi games. I think yeah, that, yeah, I think that was who we caught. Last I think that's who we caught for most of the time last year. So yeah, I know Chris Sale used to have a connection with Sandy Leon, but right. Well, Sandy. I don't know if that was because Vasquez wasn't a good catcher for him, or more because Leon. Well, that's also because you know Sandy. You know. He, he really couldn't do much hitting, so he spent most of his time behind the plate, I think, in practice. So, <laughs> um, And I think JD's going to have a nice season again. Like, I think, you know, last season he definitely looked better now that he got his, like, tablet back because I know he loves to go and watch his pitches. So, overall, I think the Red Sox did what they needed to do this offseason. Overall, I think we're a stronger team, more built for a deep playoff run. I think last year we, we made some good signings and we had some players – really heat up this season i think we just have more consistency so you know i think i think the red sox will be really really solid um you know moving on andrew take us to uh take us to another team in the division so what i'll say about the red sox i think they are a strong playoff contender the issue is this division has so many of those yep that take you to my projected division winner the toronto blue jays mm -hmm. they just have so much young talent starting to rise last year vladimir guerrero jr broke out in a huge way he was arguably the best hitter in all of baseball last right year. i mean he if it were not for shohei otani being a pitcher and a hitter at the same time Vlad Guerrero would have won the AL MVP. Yeah. And then you also have Teoscar Hernandez taking a step up, Bobachette taking a step up. George Springer got hurt last season. He's going to have a full season. And they brought in, they lost Simeon, but they brought in Matt Chapman, who's a great defensive third baseman. Mm -hmm. So a lot of talent in that lineup. This rotation just has. I think it might be one of the best rotations in a long time in the MLB. This rotation. What, is what I'll call it. I don't know about the best rotation, but deepest rotation because mm -hmm. I, when I look at this rotation, I like at least like three guys, even four guys that are like number one, number two starters on most teams in this league. Mm -hmm. And 
Then you have younger guys like Nate Pearson, Alec Manoa, who can fill in at the back end of the rotation. And you also have, like, I, I don't even have Ross Stripling as a projected starter, and he's capable of starting as well. So they probably have seven guys who are capable starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously Kevin Gosman had a great year last year, got a good contract. I mean, I don't know if he's going to have as great of a year this year. I mean, some yeah, but, sometimes, you know, pitchers – no, I mean, you know, listen, I like the Blue Jays. I think I, – I would say that they have the best roster maybe in, in the East. I, don't, I mean, maybe that's fair. I think that they're they're yeah, very well built. They're very well rounded. No um, clear holes here. But, yeah, exactly. There are no clear holes. Um, I don't know if they make the jump to a division winner. I mean, obviously, missing the playoffs to a division winner for me is a big step in a very competitive division. I mean, they were, they were one game out. Hey, one game out, but you're so, you know, you're one game out. I mean, that game counts. Uh, <laughs> um, I like the Jays, but um, they're not my division winner. I, 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 listen, I'll let you, I'll let you know after we finish these, but let's, uh, let's move on to the Yankees. Um, and, you know, I think in the East, the Yankees had a very poor offseason, right? I don't think they made any great moves. They re-signed a couple guys, but... You know, Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, I feel, aren't, you know, I mean, you know, Anthony Rizzo is making it a little bit less than Trevor Story, but there's a wide gap between those two guys. Gallo struggled a lot last season. I feel like the Yankees didn't do enough. Is that is that right, Andrew? Yeah, when I look, I look at the Blue Jays and I look at the Red Sox, they, they've made moves to improve their teams. The Yankees, I see the exact same team I saw last year. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's still going to be a pretty decent team. That's still going to be a playoff contender because, I mean, last year they underperformed. But they do obviously have talent on this roster still. They still have Aaron Judge. still have LeMahieu. They still have Stanton. And they still and they have Garrett Cole. Donaldson. That's mm-hmm. a decent move, but at the expense of their catching position. I don't know who the hell is going to be behind the plate. No, they're going to stick fat-ass Gary Sanchez back there again. They're going to oh, say... Oh, he got traded? Well, yeah. good. He sucked. Um, who are they going to stick back there? But he's not great. I mean, he's he's a... He might be the worst starting catcher in the MLB. Yeah. So... No offense. <laughs> <laughs> the catching position is still a question mark. Probably even bigger question mark without Gary Sanchez. Right. But, yeah, and then the rotation, I think you're going to have Severino back this year, which will be nice. But you still, the rotation still lacks the depth behind Garrett Cole. Right, and if Garrett Cole gets hurt. Making a deep playoff run. Right, I, I, I don't know. I The Yankees, I feel, I mean, listen, I. I like the the, the same team. I like their roster better than the Rays, but the Rays always seem to figure it out. So let's go to the Rays. Um, as as always with the Rays, we have a completely new baseball team that will inevitably be very very good. So Andrew, talk to us about it. Yeah, <laughs> I always tend to sleep on the Rays personally. And like, yeah, I mean, obviously they're probably going to find a way to put together a good season. But it's, it's hard for me to project it in this division with the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Yankees, unless there's – it's a six-team playoff this year from the American right. Leagues. could have four American League East teams in the playoffs. I could definitely see I would I would not be surprised because we would have had it last year. Yeah, we would have had it last year. 
But the issue here is Tampa's going to be playing a lot of its games against American League powerhouses like the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Yankees that on paper just look a lot better than Tampa. Right. Now, I know they have your guys like Austin Meadows, Brandon Lowe, and the pitching always finds a way to do well no matter who's there. Kevin yeah, Cash, it, it really way. doesn't matter. In the stars. But my concern is with the lineup just lacking that wow factor right i mean i know you know they have randy rosarena and they have um he's still young though right they still i mean listen they have talent but i feel like the depth is lacking and i feel like it almost hinges on you know they have some really good pitchers but you know i mean listen i call the I, i call tampa bay mlb rehab because it seems like everyone who goes there starts to play better as soon as they hit there but wasn't Tampa, and you just looked at this roster without knowing the team. I would say this is a below five hundred team. But. Right, I think they'll. I think they'll be okay. Um, but they're not. They're not my division winner. I, I, I listen. Um, so go to the Orioles. Um, what what are your expectations for the Orioles this season? Obviously, not a playoff contender. But what what are your thoughts? I there are other teams like we've had a lot of these teams that have stayed at the bottom for many years, and some, I think, have gotten better this offseason. The Orioles are definitely not one of them. <laughs> Let's just say that. I think this rotation behind John Means does not have much promise. And then you did see the emergence of Cedric Mullins last year atop the lineup. He was really good. Leading off. He was, he was really good, but he could not lead this lineup alone. The infield, aside from Mountcastle at first base, is just a bunch of guys on that are either like not ready for the MLB yet or on one-year deals, like would it be anywhere else? Like Brunette Odor, I don't think you'd get a deal anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And then you have their, their projected starting third baseman right now, Kelvin Gutierrez. I, I don't know that he's MLB ready, and he doesn't have much experience. I'll say this, Andrew. I think Runet Odor, maybe not in the MLB, but he could probably get a job at, you know, fighting in the UFC after that punch on Jose Bautista. So, oh, yeah. Like, sure. I think, I mean, maybe the MLB isn't his thing because he took a swing at Jose. And I was about to say, I mean, that's a big boy swing right there. That's not, you know, <laughs> I, was a, I, was a, I was a vengeance swing. But, um, yeah, no, the Orioles, I don't – listen, even if they did get better, they're playing against four teams in a division that are absolutely stellar. Right, and so for the first yeah. time in in a few years at least, my projection to win the AL East is the Boston Red Sox. Um, I, I think. Listen, I think that there's a. I think the teams I think have the best shot at winning the AL East, Toronto and Red Sox. I think the Red Sox I put above them because I think they're more experienced and they have a little bit more. Um, they're more experienced. And they, they kind of know how to handle situations better. I also think Alex Cora is a better manager. Um, then I put the Rays and then the Yankees in terms of likelihood to win the division. Um, so that's kind of my order. I don't know about Yankees. I don't know about Rays over Yankees. I don't think I would say that. Um, well, that well, listen, I think if the Toronto Blue Jays and the Red Sox have no shot at winning the division, that must mean that everything is going wrong in the world, and that must mean that Tampa Bay is going to win the division. So that's how I think about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what I'll say is my projected standings, I have the Blue Jays atop, 
Red Sox and Yankees pretty much neck and neck, both making the playoffs. Tampa just outside the playoff field, and then Baltimore at the top. All right, let's move on to the Central, a.k.a. the division that puts out first-round exits in the playoffs. So let's start off with the division champions of last season, the Chicago White Sox. Andrew, what have the White Sox done, and what do you think about them this coming up, up this coming season? So when I look at the White Sox, I see pretty much the same team I saw last year. But in this division, that's easily the division winner. I'd yeah. say, yeah, not no doubt about that. And they and what the White Sox have working in their favor. Maybe they didn't go out and sign big name free agents, but they have guys who are going to continue to get better every year, like Eloy Jimenez, Louis Robert. And their the pitching most, staff is incredible. He's, he's a very young, emerging talent. And then, yeah, you have Guy Alito and Lance Lynn on top that are amazing. Yeah. So there's going to be some incredible pitching by right. this team. And then I don't know if there's any standout guy in this lineup, but I think it has a lot of depth. There's a lot of guys who could make an impact. Mm-hmm. You could see... You could. I. I honestly would not be surprised to see an MVP caliber year out of Robert or Jimenez if one of them has a huge breakout. Listen, anything can happen. I mean, I feel like when you play teams like this all season long, it gets fairly easy to uh, <laughs> to put up some great numbers. Um, yeah, exactly. Because last year, I mean, let's be honest, the AL Central was a complete crapshoot. Um, and I don't think that it's much different. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you have any teams that are making any huge runs. Um, let's talk about the Twins because I think that's probably the team that's probably going to come in second, maybe third, depending on how some of these other teams play. Um, let's talk about the Twins. Yeah. So the Twins rough year last year. I I I remember both you and I had the Twins as a playoff team. Major disappointment compared to that expectation. Yeah, I mean they sold everything at the deadline, so they they yeah. vastly underperformed. I mean, they did sell at the deadline, but now they brought in Carlos Correa. So that I, I think they're trying to make a run once again this year. I yeah, don't I don't, I don't really see that happening though. I don't see it happening either, but I think they can at least be right around a five hundred. They, they'll be watchable this year. They'll be watchable. Yeah, yeah they'll be watchable. <laughs> because, yeah, Correa's in town. Polanco's obviously still a good hitter, and the rotation. I mean, there's some decent pitchers in this staff. I, I, I see Sonny Gray probably leading this rotation. The issue is when you get down to the number four, the number five, they don't have any depth in this pitching staff, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Especially, like, if they can only count on three of their pitchers to win the games, that's going to be a concern. Right, and especially, you know, that's going to be going against, you know, better teams that are going to have better lineups. So I, I have a lot of worries about Wait, the Twins. Is missing the start of the season, so that's two. Let me, so who is, who's your projected second place team in the division? It's the Detroit Tigers. That's I what I was going to say. Yeah. That, cause I like the Tigers. I feel like after years in purgatory, after years, after nearly reaching the pinnacle of baseball with Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, and basically the one of the best lines we've ever seen with Rick Porcella, and just, and then years in the purgatory of the worst teams in baseball. I feel like the Detroit Tigers 
with Akil Badu and this lineup, I love Akil Badu. I think he's awesome. And then you have Spencer Torkelson, who will be up by the end of the season. I feel like the Detroit Tigers, maybe it's not a year to make the playoffs, but it's definitely a year to get better. Andrew, tell us about the Detroit Tigers. Why why do you like them this year? So, to start off the year, I don't think they're going to be a very good team. But as you see improvement from guys like Torkelson, who's going to be coming up, you have Riley Green, Nikhil Badu, as you said. Javier Baez was just signed, so he'll probably be strong throughout the season. And then in the pitching staff, you have some young arms like Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, Matt Manning, all of them prospects in this system for many years and they're finally on the cusp of the majors and making a difference in the majors like this team as you said in this they had that whole era where they were dominant it was the dave dombrowski era it was just like the red sox they were really good then they had to tear it down because dombrowski put them in that position and now i think they're starting to finally build back up I think they'll show a lot of promise towards the end of the year. This team reminds me a lot of the 2020 White Sox. That's what I was going to say. Cause yeah, we, this year, it's just going to be a year to show some promise. A year to fresh. get better. And remember what I remember what and I said? Year, right. Remember what I said during the 2020 White Sox? I said that against, like in the first half of the season, when, you know, when they play, you know, because I said the Indians were going to win the division, now the Guardians. But I said that the White Sox are going to struggle early on and that by the end of the season, when all these guys got going, they're going to end up in second place. So I 100% agree with you, Andrew. Um, probably for the first time ever that I've ever 100% agreed with anybody. But that is probably exa- as exactly what I was thinking about the White Sox, the, tri- the Tigers. I think that they are a second place team, not a playoff team, I don't think, but definitely a second place team. Um, yeah, I think they'll end up probably in like maybe the first two or three teams out of the playoffs. By yeah. The because of the run they have. All right, now talk to us about the Royals. What What do you think about Kansas City this season? Well, I actually have the Royals at the bottom of the division. They are bringing back Zach Kroenke for one final run. I think that's really just because he started there. Played early in his career there. There's no, there's no reason. Kroenke's not coming here. To win a title, Granky's coming home. I wanted him to come to the Sox, but I feel bad yeah, for Benny Boy, yeah. Benny Tendy. I want him uh, back. Like, there's not much to this rotation behind Granky, and then you do have some decent bats and Whit Merrifield, Salvador Perez. You can even argue Hunter Dozier and but, Zach Granky. Yeah, this pitching staff <laughs> is not going to get them very far, and. Even though there are some decent bats in the lineup, there's definitely some holes as well. I think the outfield, aside from Ben Attendee, is kind of weak. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then I think the biggest problem is behind Granke, who can they trust as a reliable starter? Yeah, I mean, Granke's never, you know, I mean, he he's definitely, you know, I love Zach Granke, but he definitely has him in the same pitcher you know, that he was, you know what I'm saying? So far the best on this team. Right, right. That's saying very much. Right. Um, All right, finally, the newest name in baseball, the Cleveland Guardians. Will they reach the promised land this year? Andrew. I don't think they'll quite be there. And, yeah, just similar to the Tampa Bay Rays, they have found a way 
to do much without spending much, uh, do a lot without spending much. And I mean, I could see them overperforming their expectations this year, but that's still not going to mean a playoff run. I do like this rotation. With I Shane like Shane Bieber, Bieber, yeah. Yeah, and then they have a lot of nice young arms behind them as well. Jose Ramirez is still going to pound the ball here, but outside of Ramirez and maybe Framil Reyes, this lineup is uninspiring, and it's going to be tough to compete with some of the other powerhouses in the American League. Maybe they'll sneak into second place in the division because it's a weak AL Central, but once all well, it's always a weak AL. The secret is, it's always a weak AL Central. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The only team that is, like, for sure a lock to be better than the Guardians is the White Sox. Yeah. You never know with the Twins and the Tigers. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to be back with the AL West in just a moment. Welcome back. All right, so the AL West... The second most interesting division in the American League. Um, let's start off not with the asterisks, but let's start off with probably the team that, well, I don't know if they're the team that I'm rooting for the most, but they're at least the, sec- the team that I'm rooting for the second most. Let's talk about Seattle and the Mariners, because I think there may be hope on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of people say, oh, Seattle's going to win this division. Unfortunately, I don't see that. And even the, like, and compared to the surprise run they made last year, I, I quite honestly see a step back this year. For Whoa! Them. Because, yeah, I, I think a lot of what happened last year it's not a it's not a guarantee that it'll be repeated. Ty France had a crazy breakout out of nowhere. I, I don't know if he can keep that up. Kyle Lewis was. A big piece of this lineup last year. I don't know where he stands. And they did get Robbie Ray. And they made a trade with the Reds to get a couple more bets into this lineup. But I think the issue with this team, like, there's a lot of players. There's a lot of players who are impressive, but I don't see any clear superstars here. And if you're gonna have a team without a clear superstar, you need to have depth, and that's also something they lack. So. I see this maybe as a team that's like on the brink of playoff contention like they were last year, but definitely not any further than they were last year, possibly even a step back. All right, let's talk about the Astros. Andrew, are the Astros going to take the division again this year? Well, I think they'll definitely be in the mix, but it's going to be tough because they lost Frankie, as we were talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. This rotation is still very strong without him, but not... Well, Verlander's coming back, so... Yeah, Verlander is back, so that'll help them. But they also, over the last couple of years, that core from the cheating scandal is slowly falling apart. Last year they lost Springer, now they've lost Correa. And that's created some holes in this lineup. So I don't think it's quite as dominant of a lineup as it's been in past years. So they'll definitely be in the mix. I think they're a playoff team, but not necessarily atop this division. All right, so is it the Rangers? Yeah, I'm not I'm not too inspired by the Rangers either. I think they're probably on level with the Mariners. I think I did 
like their offseason moves with Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. And I do think with the – they do have the spending ability to maybe make a splash at the deadline if they're in a good spot. But they're coming off a year when they got rid of Joey Gallo. They got rid of a lot of their old core. Mm-hmm. They seem to be like – they're constantly like starting a rebuild and then they don't finish it. So that makes them kind of stuck in the middle here. I don't really know where they're going. The rotation is really lacking in depth. They signed a couple of ex-Red Sox and Perez and Richards. I don't know how much they're going to do. Listen, my, my thoughts on the Rangers are is, like, I think it's great when you sign one player and make him, you know, really boost your team. However... I don't think this works when you just sign a bunch of players that are really good, hope that they mesh, hope that everything works out. Yeah, they're just caught in limbo. Right. So I don't I don't love the Rangers this year for that reason. Because I just I don't think that I just I, I don't think that it's the year for them. All right. I I think when you piecemeal a team together like this, rather than kind of growing it in, in year over year. I don't think it's going to be as good. Yeah, and there's so, another team, like yeah. I said, like the Mariners, Tigers, Rays, that could be maybe on the – or even the Twins, that could maybe be on the cusp of playoffs, but they're still overall going to be kind of in the middle of the American. All right, so did you pick the Athletics as your division no. winner? Oh, no. no. Well, okay, we'll talk about the Athletics. Absolutely not. <laughs> so – yeah, first of all, they're going to be without Ramon Laureano for the first 27 games. He's serving a suspension. Mm-hmm. I do like this rotation. between. They have a lot of nice young arms. But they got rid of Olsen. They got rid of Chapman. They're clearly looking to rebuild once again. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I, I don't see them making much of a push at playoffs at all. I think... It's either them or the Orioles at the bottom of the American League this year. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I mean, Tony Kemp was good last year. I just feel like, I feel like the moves, like I feel like they sold a lot this offseason. And, yeah. you know, I think that the that Athletics have, right, I feel like the Athletics yeah. have always relied on, hey, we're not going to pay a lot of guys a lot of money, the whole, the whole money ball thing. Yeah. And now I feel like it's just – I just feel like they've kind of given up and they're like, okay, we need to restart. We need to rebuild. So they're going to suck. But with that being said, Andrew, you know you committed a sin. You can never pick the Angels to win a division because they never will win. But, I keep doing it. I keep doing it. And it doesn't happen. And it's I'm not – go- and you know – and here's the thing. You know it's not going to happen this year either because the Angels be the Angels. And they don't have success because they never have success. But tell us, why on earth did you pick the Angels to win a division? Okay. Hear me out here. We haven't seen a full year. We haven't seen a full – I'm not going to be predicting any injuries here. So we haven't seen a full year of a healthy Mike Trout and post-breakout Shohei Ohtani. Okay, but what if if one of them gets injured? Okay. If both of them get injured, maybe they won't win the division. But we can't assume any injuries are going to happen. We, if we, if That's fair. If there's no injuries that happen, Trout and Otani are probably the best duo of hitters in the league. And then Otani can pitch, too. He's atop this rotation. That's they fair. They brought in Noah Syndergaard behind him as a number two starter. That's and true. And Rendon, 
can bring back the success he had in Washington. I agree. He might have one of the scariest lineups in the American I agree, but all I hear is injuries, injuries, injuries. Noah Syndergaard was injured all of last season. Mike Trout was injured a lot of last season. And uh, listen, I don't want to bank on injuries, right? The only, yeah, exactly. the only, the only type of injury that only type of person that I will absolutely one hundred percent bank on an injury happening is Chris Carson, because Chris Carson always gets injured. But I feel like these guys are definitely more injury prone than some other lineups in the MLB. And my number one rule is I never pick the Angels to win the division, and I never pick them to make the playoffs because the Angels have disappointed me. And most importantly, they disappoint, they've disappointed Albert Pujols, who wasted basically the prime of his career. He's going back to St. Louis. Sitting in, in Anaheim or wherever they are now, Los Angeles, and they sucked. So yeah. the Angels can never have anything good, and we will continue that. We will continue that streak this year. If the Angels win the division, I will buy a Mike Trout or Shohei Otani jersey. Done. Done yeah. today. Today, I will say it. I will proclaim it. And everyone knows that when I make a deal on this channel, I buy the jersey. Every time. Every single time, I buy the jersey. So if the Angels win the division, I will buy a jersey. If they make the playoffs, I will buy a cap, a baseball cap. That is my offer. I don't have them making the playoffs. To win the division this year, I'm going to pick the Astros. I don't like the Astros, but to me... I like the pitching core. I know they lost Granky. really going to be atop this division. Sorry? And if you're, not, if you're not picking the Angels, I think the only logical pick is to pick the Astros. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, like, last year I was low on the Rays and high on the Angels. And I, it's the same thing again. If I get anything wrong, it'll probably be that. But I'm sticking with it because I see a lot of talent and a lot of potential from this Angels roster. And I, I just – I'm not inspired by the Rays. So. All right. So for my wild card teams, number one, I got to put Toronto because I think that they are the second – maybe the second best team in, in the AL. All right? So I'm going to put the Blue Jays at my wild card one. At my wild card position two, I'm going to – I'm going to throw the Yankees there because I, I think the Yankees have a strong roster. I think they're a strong team. Um, and I think it'd be kind of silly not to put them for my third spot. And we all know I can't put the angels there because I have rules. I will put the Seattle Mariners taking the third wild card spot. I just don't think anyone in the central is good enough. And I just think that I don't, I'm not inspired by the race. All right. I want to root for a team. I want to be able to root for a team. I want to root for the Mariners. And if the Mariners make the playoffs, I will buy a Mariners shirt. Like a shirt that says like Seattle Mariners, like they, they and fanatics or whatever. I like the Mariners. You know, I might go do that now. Anyways, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> um, I like their colors. Anyways, thank you to Andrew for joining us here today. He'll be back very very soon, talking with us about the NL, which is as interesting as ever, um, except for the Diamondbacks, uh, who still suck. But everyone else should be good, or at least entertaining to some fashion. And yes, the Mets this year will still suck. But we'll get to that in another episode. Thank you to Andrew for joining us once again today. Yeah, of course. The NL episode will be up shortly after this. Thank you all and have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy 
or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.